0: Hello and welcome to Explore the Word podcast. so good to have you joined in today. Whether that's on your drive to work or home from work or from your living room or maybe in this summertime you're on the front porch enjoying a few quiet moments. Uh, for the next couple of podcasts, we're to examine a subject that's under constant attack in our world and that is marriage. In 2022, there were about 2.78 million people who have obtained a legal divorce and not remarried in Canada. and That figure has steadily been increasing since 2000, when there was about 1.8 million divorcees in Canada. Sadly, more and more Christians are viewing divorce as a viable step when things go wrong or when things get difficult in marriage. The Lord created marriage to last for a lifetime. Establishing and maintaining a Christian home and marriage is one of the greatest contributions An individual can make in their lifetime to their community to their world. I want us to know what the Bible has to say and has taught us about marriage. Uh, The world is always declaring very loudly I might add its thoughts on marriage and those views are constantly changing. One reason why it's always changing is the world doesn't want absolute truth. The worldview would view marriage of any two people living together in an intimate relationship as marriage. But that's not enough because some want to marry numerous people at the same time. We definitely live in a day of confusion and rebellion. So it's vitally important we know what the word of God declares. God's view and plan for marriage can never change because God never changes and neither does his word. The provision for marriage relationship is found in Genesis chapter two verse eighteen. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate for him. And out of the ground the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called thereof uh, called every living creature the name was thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle and to all the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field, but for Adam, there was not found an helpmate for him, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took out one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof, and the rib which the Lord had taken for man made he a woman, and brought her unto the man, and Adam said, "This is now the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh; she shall be called woman, because she is taken out of man, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife." and they shall be one flesh. We see a number of things about marriage in this portion of scripture that we must never forget. It's a divine institution. Marriage was never, ever man's idea or invention. He, man didn't think this up and design it around the first campfires. God created and designed marriage. And because he's the creator of it, He defines what it means. No government has the right to change what the almighty established marriage to be. God presided over the first marriage and he's been present at every marriage since then. Marriage is a civil contract in the sense of between two people, yes, for, for sure. But most importantly and foremost, it's a solemn covenant between a man and woman presided, witnessed by God. It's an earthly institution as well. Uh, marriage is provided for man's earthly existence. There's no marriage in heaven or after the resurrection of the body. This is what Mark chapter 12 talks about. Verse 24, Jesus answering and saying unto them, The children of this world marry and are given in marriage, but they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die any more, for they are equal unto the angels, and our children of God being the children of the resurrection. So then we see a purpose of marriage relationship is a partnership. And the Lord, said on, uh, Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmate for him. It's not good for man to be alone. It's, it's pretty simple, it's clearly stated. There's a partnership here. Jesus says that, or sorry, God determined to make it a helpmate for man. A helper suitable for him, a helper agreeing to him, a helper fitted to him. The woman was to be the man's counterpart, agreeing to him and completing him mentally, physically, and spiritually. This partnership is established by God as both monogamous and heterosexual. And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and the twain shall be one flesh. That's far different what the world says today, right? Well, who's right? The world or the word? Well, the word is always right. It always wins, the word of God. So we see there's a partnership and there's parenting. God created man in his own image. And God blessed them, and God said them to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and so do it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. The physical union of man and woman was for reproduction. Now That's definitely part of it, it's pleasure as well. Our world is in need of parents raising their children properly. Statistic Canada reported that 12.8 percent of Canadian children live in fatherless homes. When children don't grow up with a dad or a mom, they're messing out on some really important aspects and teachings for life. Father deprived children, these are staggering statistics. I'm going to give you: 70 percent, 72 percent of all teenage murderers come from a father father deprived childhood. 60 percent of rapists, 70 percent of kids incarcerated. Twice as likely to quit school, 11 times more likely to be violent, 3 out of 4 teen suicides, 80% of adolescents in psychiatric hospitals today, and 90% of runaways are children who don't have a dad. Mother's homes happen, not nearly at the same level as fatherlessness, but it still happens and it's becoming actually more prevalent today. Here are a couple things that happen in a mother's home. Children that come from a mother's home have difficulties bonding with other adults besides the father. And children who come from a mother's homes have a higher risk of isolation. Hmm. Hey, God created parenting, okay? And and that the marriage as well is pleasure. Let thy fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and attaineth favor of the Lord. Although unmarried individuals absolutely experience pleasure, you can see that on in, in our world today, there's without a doubt an added pleasure in having a companion with whom everything is shared intimately. Your deepest wishes, desires, fears are shared, and the other mate cherishes you no matter what. Not packing up in the morning or you know one night stands or anything if there's problems or never coming back. No, this is still the final breath I've not met any couple in my 20 plus years of ministry who have said we don't want to have a good marriage I've not met anyone like that everyone desires it the desire is great and it's correct but it definitely cries work and energy and we're going to pause there on that note and pick up again in the next podcast hey keep at it keep working if, you, if you're married keep working out of that marriage if you're right on the cusp of getting married, you know there's a lifetime of work ahead, and be excited about it, and uh, look to the Lord for direction. I hope you have a great week. Keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.